and seated. Every, every morning, I, I want to encourage you to say, God, I want to see through your eyes. When you start to see through God's eyes, you will be surprised that, did you know that God has a high opinion of you? Let me try that again. God has an extremely high opinion of you. And if you don't see it, see, sometimes your opinion of you and God's opinion don't match, and the two cannot coexist together. Okay. We started off last week with that Vision 224, the year of the open door will unleash extraordinary opportunities to pioneer new things. That's what we do. I encourage you to have a look at it on our website. But today is part two, the year of the open door, vital shift. This is our moment. When a door of opportunity opens up to you, there needs to be a shift in you. There needs to be, to, to be thinking right now is that number one, when doors of opportunity open up, God is saying, you're going to have to do some shifts. Because God has already done the shift, but we are now making the shift that God has already done. The last words of Jesus on the cross was this. It is, it is, come on. You know what that means? God is saying, it's done. The door is now open. So therefore, in our thinking is if I'm coming to God, I'm coming through an open door. We, we see this in scripture. Did you realize the two things happened when God said it was finished? So Jesus is on the cross. And where Jesus is on the cross, if you look at the cross, you could see the temple. And in the temple, there was a curtain that separated the people from the presence of God. And when God said it's finished, he tore the curtain from top to bottom. So therefore, God says this, what God opens, you and I cannot close. So therefore, watch this, every opportunity that you have missed is still there. So God says, I don't open doors and close doors to you. So when God said it is finished, he opened up a door. So us as a church this year, we're stepping into an open door is that we are now merging together with Shiloh Church. So God says, I've opened up a door. So when time comes and during this year, we're going to make, have to do some shifting. And the biggest shift comes in our thinking. The biggest shift comes in now. God says, a shift is this. I need you to see what I'm seeing. I need you to speak what I am speaking. I need you to walk in the path that I have given you. Now, now watch this. You can't take the stuff that you had before you entered the door. See, when you walk through a door, you're going to have to leave some stuff behind. Agree with me. I really need you to agree with me. The problems that we do have is this. Now, watch this is that if this is a door, I come in here and I can have wrong thoughts, wrong attitudes, nothing through. I walk through the door. I have entered into a new level, but I'm still thinking like I'm outside the door. I'll, I'll prove this to you. Look at some of the prayers that people pray. People are praying prayers that, should have, that were prayed before the cross, not through and after the cross. So when you say this, now watch this. 
I am a sinner saved by grace. Sounds good, sounds religious, but it's the wrong thinking because you've walked through the door. Before the cross, I am a sinner. I walk through the open door of the cross. I get into the new environment. I get into a new position in God. I can no longer say I am a sinner. That's the old thinking. So there are times that we take our old past, move it into a new relationship with God and still think the same. So the pro, so what, the, what that does is, is our thinking determines our seeing and our seeing determines our walking. So our behavior is still the old. Let, let me just show you this. If you want to change your behavior, you can change it a couple of ways. Lock yourself in the room so you can't do it or change who you are and you change your behavior. So what happens is that when Jesus said, I am the open door, he says, there are things that you cannot take through the door. You know what church is sometimes? We are the security like in an airport. Yeah. For those of you that do not fly, let me explain this to you. You get your ticket. You got your ticket. You paid for the ticket. And then once they, they put your baggage in there, two things happen. When the baggage goes through that invisible door, you, you with me? They screen it. It goes through a screening process because when you go through, there are certain things that do not belong in one area. So what happens is this, is that the, the law says this, there are certain things that are permissible in this area, but once you walk through, there are certain things that you need to leave behind. And some of our problems is that we are saved, but we still are suffering and going through attitudes that do not belong in the, in the area that we are in now. So watch this. In Luke 19.42, the Message Bible says this. When, when the city came into view, so Jesus is walking with his disciple. They're walking to Jerusalem. Listen to this. When the city came into view, he went. Over it. Listen to what he said. Now, this is Jesus. He was weeping. If they had only recognized this day and everything that was good for you. Jesus came to give them a vital shift. Jesus came to give them an open door. And because they didn't recognize the door, Jesus was weeping. Did you realize when, when, when people say, what grieves Jesus? Bad behavior? Yeah. Uh, disobedience here, but you know what also grieves Jesus? Is that he has provided a door, he has provided provision, and because we don't see it, the provision is empty, and that grieves God. Do you realize it grieves God when we don't live in the blessing that God has provided? See, I, I was always brought up as, you know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit by doing this, don't grieve the Holy Spirit by your behavior. And so I always used to think, if I can behave right, then I am not grieving the Holy Spirit. That's part truth. The full truth is this, is that God says, if you had known, if you know the time of your visitation, I came to set you free. I came, but you didn't seize the moment. You didn't walk through the open door. So Jesus was weeping. He's going, I came. I am the door to your freedom. I am the door to your provision. I am the door to your dreams. And I came and you weren't ready to make a shift. Let me, let me show you. When we don't realize we need to make shifts, we become, okay. Some problems, some, there are issues in marriages 
that are an issue of not the marriage is that you get two single people decide to get married, moving together, but their mentality is still thinking that you're single. See, before Sue and I got married, I, I was super spontaneous because I didn't think about anybody else except me. I decided when I wanted to eat. I decided where I wanted to drive. You know, just wake up at 4.30 in the morning, I want to go surfing. I'd go. I'm hungry. I'll eat whatever I want. Then I got married. Then I realized that I had to ask Sylvain what she wanted. <laughs> and, and, and then it got worse. We had kids. <laughs> so I finally get used to living with her. Then I get kids. The problem is I'm still thinking like I'm childless. Excuse me, what? So then I talk, this is free marriage course, free. Is that you, when you get married, you need to make some vital shifts in your thinking. You need to be in your behavior, in your giving and everything else. And here he is, Jesus says, when he, the city came into view, he wept over it. If they had recognized this day, do you realize, do you recognize the door that is in front of you? Do you sometimes the door might not be what you were thinking about, but God says, I've placed the door. I have come uh, with an open door. And if you don't know it, you will not walk through. Some of you are standing right on the edge of your breakthrough. You just need to walk it out. Okay. Listen, Galatians 5.17 says this. While the law of work still features in your mind, it is a catalyst for disaster. You are caught in the middle of a war zone, wanting to do the things that you would de you desire by design. But finding that the flesh is in strong resistance to what the spirit desires. And I want you to know something. Every God, so every door that God opens isn't, you cannot walk through with your personal stuff, with your personal identity. You cannot walk in there with your self-effort. So every, God, every door that is open is a supernatural door, not a natural door. See, the natural door, you take your stuff through, but through a spiritual door. So sometimes you're looking at an opportunity, but you say this, I don't think I can do this. I, I am not. I remember when I asked the Lord, I, I went from working on the tools and I wanted to be in business. And so I said to the Lord, I want to do this, this, and this. And so God said this to me, Ted, I want you to apply for every job that you're not qualified for. I go, is there somebody else that can give me some advice? <laughs> I, I said, Jesus, that's really easy. In that where I'm looking for jobs, I am unqualified for. And God says to me, I'm going to open up a door that you're not qualified for. And my mind is going, Ted, you need some powerful medicine. <laughs> you need at least four or five opinions. So I, I remember going for this job. It had a company card, this, 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 this. And I am trying to walk, talk them out of hiring me. <laughs> so they come in. I am, I go in there. The new manager is in front of me. The old manager that is leaving, they're talking together. They're writing stuff down. And I said, excuse me, but I need to let you know something. I am not qualified. I said, that's okay. We like you. <laughs> and, and I don't go. And, and then what I realized as I walked through this door, I felt inadequate. But the spirit of the Lord that said, this is an open door, walked through with me. It says, now I will teach you how to be successful. Yeah. See, that, that works. This. The law works. The law is your self-effort. Sometimes you think, oh, this is too good for me. 
But what I want to emphasize in this is this, wanting to do the things that you desire by design. Do you realize you are designed to walk through doors of opportunity? You're just, that when, when God created you, he created you to walk through doors. He created you that you go, I'm in the right place at the right time. Uh, God, I'm not going to miss my opportunity. When God designed you, he designed you to success. He designed you to prosper. He designed our church to move in an area that we're not used to. So when we get this, wanting to do the things that you desire by design. So in other words, this, God's open doors do not need your self-effort. We, we go, I need to be prepared. Yes, there are some times that God prepares you. But when God calls you through an open door, you go, God, I'm designed for this. I am designed to go from evil. That's why the word of God says, from grace to grace, from faith to. Do you realize that every time you hit something in God, God saying, I've got more for you? God says, don't settle. For the for one level, keep going. So you are designed to do that. But see, your flesh fights you. Your flesh is this. I want to have a part in this. I don't want to be saying, look, look at me. Come on, we, we I, I guarantee you, you got that. What I get every one of you today looked in the mirror. <laughs> and you looked and you go, Yeah, it's true that you are beautiful. <laughs> I look in the mirror and I go, no wonder Silva loves you. <laughs> right, we, we all want to have something, but God says this, some of you, some of, you know, some of us feel like I haven't got what it takes to get into that level. It's not about you. You are designed to walk on what God has said and what God has spoken. So let, let's be very careful. God will never give you an open door that your flesh can walk into. So God will never open up a door, Ted, you can do, you know, you're, I, I'm smart, I can do this, I can do that. God says, I'm going to open up a door where you are going to need to look at me and function supernaturally, not naturally. Because you are designed to walk in a supernatural dimension that makes people go, what is wrong with you? You get so I want you to let this sink in that you are designed to walk through open doors. You are designed to make vital shifts so that you can live in the level that you are. So what happens is what worked outside of the door is when you walk through it, God says, I'm going to show you new dimensions that you haven't worked in. Now watch this. Galatians 5.1. Christ defines your faith. He is your freedom from anything from which the law could never free you. Find your firm footing in this freedom. Do not let religion trick you up again and harness you to a system of rules and obligations. Now, watch this. Let, let me show you where this comes from. Every open door is a supernatural door. Now, Christ defines your faith. We say things, I don't think I can believe for that. I don't think that will work for me. Oh, well, that works for so-and-so, but not for me. When the flesh will always define your faith to your ability. You good? 
So your faith will tell you, this is the faith you've got. This is how much you can earn. This is how much you can get. This is who you can marry. This is where you are allowed to live. This is what you can believe for. So your flesh teaches you about the supernatural naturally and doesn't know anything about it. Your flesh doesn't understand the supernatural. Now watch this. They've got a meeting. This is in the Bible. And God says to the disciples, look, it's really late at night. I'm going to go send the crowd away because we've been preaching. I want you to go to the other side and I'll come up later. So they, so the disciples start rowing in the boat by themselves. And, and all of a sudden the sea starts to get a little bit choppy and they look and they see a ghost. Watch this. When you haven't got supernatural eyes, you don't see Jesus. You see an image. So, so all of a sudden they were afraid and let, watch this. This is what breaks fear. And as they were afraid, Jesus spoke because Jesus was walking on the water. How many of you know that it is not natural to walk on water? It's, 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 it's another dimension. So Jesus is walking on what others have to swim in. And I'm not a great swimmer, but I tell you what I can do. I can outrun somebody that swims because it's another dimension. And some of you are tired because you're swimming in where you should be walking. Well, you good? Yeah. So all of a sudden, they see Jesus. And then, watch this. Peter goes, if it's you, call me. Now, I've heard messages on Peter because Peter was arrogant. Uh, Peter was out there. But I'll tell you what Peter was. I believe Peter lived in a revelation mode. He looked at Jesus and he goes, I, if you say I can do it, I can do it. He's, everybody else is defining their faith. All the other disciples, where's your faith in the boat? Where's your faith? They're safety in numbers. <laughs> well, not, listen to this. That no, no, up to this point, there, there is no man that ever walked on water like this. So Peter goes, I want to do what hasn't been done before. So you know what, what happens is this? And then what does Jesus do? He goes, Peter goes, is it you? Call me. So, so he goes, I'll open the door. Come. Do you know what Jesus, when Jesus said come? Do you know what he was doing? He was defining his faith. It was God saying, Peter, let me tell you what your faith can do. If you want to know what you can do, don't ask the person next to you. Ask Jesus. It's God's faith. And so he is God that defines his faith. And when he defines his faith, Peter, you are free from this law. You are free from that comment. You are free from this. You are free from your crowd. You are free from your sin. And you can do what I do. Do you realize that the same things that Jesus was doing, he said, let me define your faith. Did not Jesus say, greater things than these shall you do? Amen. See, most of us have been trained by our flesh, which is demonically inspired. Your flesh kicked into reality the moment Adam fell. Do you realize this is your flesh? Is. Your flesh became the tree of good and evil. When Adam, Adam did not fall when he ate the tree of life. Yeah? When did he fall? When the tree of death and life 
knowledge of good and evil came into him. So you know what flesh tells you? It shows you what's possible, but then he tells you you can't do it. That's what, what, let me tell you what the flesh is. Why do we have programs on the lifestyle of the rich and famous? Would you like to know? It's to irritate you, telling you what you can't have. (laughs) Come on, come on. You're watching, you're driving a car that means prayer. And then you see this person driving a half a million dollar car. What does that do for you? It irritates you. I, I get you irritated me. It shows you what's possible, but then he tells you you can't do it. He tells you it's possible for somebody else, but he can't. He won't let you do it. So what Peter was when he walked to the water, God says to him, Peter, let me define who you are. See, most of us have been redefined by people around us. Oh, I'm just looking at time. I've still got six hours to go. Now watch this, watch this. Let me tell you how your faith is redefined. The Bible says that I knew you before you came into your mother's womb. So you are not a product that two people had sex. You are a product because God designed you in heaven, but you had to put you through to a woman. Okay. So what happens is this. God designed you perfectly. And then you came through a woman. And if that woman was insecure, that insecurity was passed on to you. And then as you got knowledge, it defined your life. We are a poor family. We are a struggling family. We're not an educational family. No one in our family finished university. No one in our family made everything. So what's happened to your life, you have been redefined who you are, what you cannot do. Then you go to school. And what do we do at school? We treat everybody the same with the same problems. So you get put into people that think like you, act like you, believe like you. So what's happened is we have gone through this re-education of this. And then religion comes in. Religion is the poorest attempt that man could do to try to be acceptable to God. So people say, if you want God to love you, you need to do this. If you want to do this, you know, if you're bad, God will punish. How many of you ever been told if you're bad, God has to punish you? Okay, I'm the only one. You believe it, but you're not going to put your hand up. I know. So all of a sudden we get, we get taught, you know what, if you don't do this, God's not going to love you. If you, if you don't, whatever, and we get re-educated. And what does Jesus do when he comes to earth? He says, let me re-educate you. Peter, let me define your faith. Ask yourself the question, why do you believe what you believe? Remember what the father asked his son Adam when he fell. Who told you you were naked? Do you realize Adam didn't realize that he was naked until Satan told him he was naked? Just just let that pause. Who told you you can't believe? Who told you that you can't be successful? Who told you that you cannot make the shifts that you need to do to move to another level? Who told you that this is the limit of your faith? Just watch this. When Peter walked on the water, He stepped out and he started to do what God said he could do. But what did he do then? He took his eyes off the source. See, faith source, faith comes from God and is also the source. God is the faith source. So in other words, positive thinking cannot add to your faith. Memorization cannot help your faith. 
it, not even a good attitude can help with faith. What does faith? Faith happens when we focus on Jesus. So Peter, he starts forward. And what does he do? He takes his gaze off God. And all of a sudden, he goes, I can't do this. Men are not supposed to walk on water. We're supposed to swim. I guarantee that a lot of us here tonight have walked on situations that now you are under and you fell and you think that's it. I want you to notice something with an open door. You good? The moment that Peter started to sing, this is what Jesus didn't do. He didn't step away from him and go, I want to see how long you can hold your breath, Pete. Hey, Pete, I heard you can swim. Okay, I'll just wait. Peter goes down once and he goes, oh, yeah, not enough. I want to teach him a lesson. The, but do you know what he did? The moment he started to sink, the Bible doesn't say that he went under. The Bible says the moment he started to sink, God picked him up and they found themselves in the boat. So what God says this, because I've opened up a door where you're going to have to step out. If it happens that you do start to lose your way, I'm not I am not going to let you sink. I am going to make sure that you get to where you want to be. So that gives it, that gives us confidence. Now watch this. Look at Revelations uh, 4 verse 1. Talk about co-seededness. Just let me just stop there. Let me explain this word co-seeded. The word of God tells us that when, because we are identified with Christ, so therefore we were in Christ See, you and I, are you good? You were in Adam when Adam sinned. So we are all responsible for it. So as we were in Adam, we all became sinners. So in Christ, the Bible says that we were with Christ at his crucifixion. We were there at his burial, and we were also there at his resurrection. But the Bible says this, now you are co-seated with Christ. I want you to get this. You cannot go any higher than being seated in heavenly places. Do you realize that your position is such a high grade that you cannot be you can no longer be promoted any higher because you are in Christ. The open door that you walk through salvation took you to another level. So this I want I want you to see something. Oh wow. What I see takes my breath away. A wide open door in the heavenly realm. Then first thing I heard was a voice addressing me. I want you to see something here. The Bible says you will see a door, but then God will speak to you. And what he's going to speak to you is what stop standing outside. I want you to walk through. Look, let's keep on going. It was a distinct and clear. Like the sound of a trumpet, it captured my attention, inviting me to enter. Come up here and I will show you how everything coincides with all that you have already seen. So you see what God has said? God says, I'm opening up a door, but I'm not just going to leave it open. I'm going to call your name. So right now, the Holy Spirit is calling your name. I've got a door for you. I want you to enter in. I've got an opportunity. I want you to come and get it. So God is not just leaving you, is this door for me? Because outside, every time there is an open door, there is a voice. So right this present, 
This year is a year of the open door. We can either sing about the door, we can see others walk through, but the encouragement of the Holy Spirit for us tonight is I'm going to, I'm going to walk through. I'm going to leave my outside thinking to inside thinking. See, when you walk through the door of favor, you do this, right? Say, so God's a dead, I want to open up to, to Faith Love Church a, a more favor. We can stand outside and go, oh, God, please, please, God, give us more favor. Or we can walk through and then we go, I thank God that I have favor. I thank God. So all of a sudden, I start to get favor thinking. I start to get favor expectations. I start to think people are going to go out of their way for me. Let, let me show you favor. So Silva so and I, we were doing some missionary work in Cambodia. We didn't get a visa. And uh, so I looked, and there was a 50-meter line of people trying to get the visa. And you can, they were yelling, there was stuff happening, and I'm going, great. I'm going to be stuck here. because you know, And then what thing? Next thing I know, this guy comes out of the office, comes in and says, uh, your visa will cost 20 US dollars. I can help you. And so he does. He takes our passport, takes 20 US dollars, goes in, does the stamping, does this, comes back, and he says, now let me walk you through security. And he will walk out, and everybody's looking. Oh, VIPs. <laughs> Government official. That's what favor is. We, we didn't have to go, God, please, please give us faith. And yeah, God, it's hot, it's humid. I don't want that. That person is angry. I thought, you know how you get people in migration get to be really ticked off? There, and then you've got 100 people in front of you. By the time they get to you, they've been ticked off 100 times. You think they're going to they're say, oh, welcome to the airport. We have seats for you to sleep in. The thing starts to work like that. I will show you everything. So God says this, I want you. To start to go, okay, God, I'm going to walk through the door. I'm going to go in right now, tonight. Your doorway for a breakthrough is open. But God says this to you. He goes, when you hit another level, you've got to hit another level of thinking. You've got to hit another level of expectation. So where we are is God is moving in this. Let, let, let me read the last thing for you. An open door of limitless possibilities opened right in front of our eyes. A wide open door in the heavenly realm. Right now, God is saying, I've got an open door for you. Okay, I'm going to finish in a moment. In Matthew 7, God says, ask and it shall be given. What's that? An open door to ask. He says, knock and I'll open the door. Seek and you shall find. Do you realize that God has already said yes before you even enter the door? No. Religion loves the asking part, going, please, God, please, God, please, God. I realized something. I thought that God blesses you if you can really cry a lot, that you can be try to be humble and all of that. Then I realized God has said, I'm a faith God. I respond to faith, not tears. I respond to faith, not self-effort. I respond to faith, not how good you are. <laughs> An open door is this. God says, I opened it. So what are you going to do except to walk in? As a church, 
We're stepping through. We are walking into something new. But as a church, as we walk into something new, God wants your personal life to hit another level. And he says, I've got an open door for you. I've got an open door of ministry to you. I've got an open You'll be surprised when you start thinking open doors. I cannot, most of the times I walk through shops, God gives me an opportunity to witness, to pray for people. So what would you, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Because I know it's Chinese New Year and the Chinese love to eat. And uh, you might get me afterwards. <laughs> so now you can dream again. You can step out again. You can create again. You can still be there. From this moment on, I want you to go and set up your vision and go, from now on, I am going and every door will be open. I met a couple in our church and they said, to, they said this to me last week. They're not here to, tonight. I said, Ted, you, you prophesied this word over us and it's, it's, it's become a reality. I said, as you are walking, it's not. Every door is going to be an automatic door as you walk in, the door opens. Have you noticed that when you have automatic doors, they don't open until you come? So God says this, I want you to take some action. I want you to go where you couldn't go before and the door is going to open. I want you to believe for that again and the doors are going to open. I want you to step out again and it's going to open. I believe we are in one of the most exciting periods of our church's history. I believe, I am, I am, you may go, Ted, you're, are you getting emotional? Not really. What I'm getting is excited because I know what God wants to do in your life. I, I can see it. I, I've been praying this afternoon and last night and God's saying, I, I have already blessed people. They just need to walk in. They just need to walk out of the rubbish and walk into the new. They need to start to walk out of their mentality of stop judging themselves and to be liberated in righteousness. God says, I respond to faith. It doesn't mean we can work hard, we can praise hard, we can do all of that. All is good. But God says, walking by faith, do a Peter. Let God define your faith. Let me just show you this and I'm going to close. I'll get the musicians to come up. This is the old school Bible where you've got pages. God says this, what defines your faith is the spoken word of God. If God says you can do it, then you can do it. If God says it's possible, then it's possible. If God says you can climb a mountain, you can climb a mountain. Do you realize how powerful you are? God never said, I've, uh, uh, Ted, I've got a church full of weak Christians. He says, I've got a people that are Jesus-like Christians. I've got a people that move in power and I want you to do something. I want you to stand from me. Stand at the moment. Come on. We're going to ask God to start to do things in our lives. We're going to start to walk through an open doors. Father, right now we, we, we come to you in Jesus' name.